Philanthropy is all about giving to causes that matter to you the most, and by doing so, making a difference in the lives of others. But is this an activity that is reserved just for the super wealthy, or is it possible for the average person to become a philanthropist? What cause tugs at your heart that you wish you could provide funding for? Is there a way, right now, to live your dream with purpose? These are the glaring questions this podcast will explore as we meet everyday people who are stepping up to begin living their philanthropic lifestyle. We'll hear about their cause, why it's important to them, as well as their vision for the future. So let's get inspired, motivated, and learn how we can step into the dream of living our best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Some people know from the time they were a child, their unique and special gifts. I get the impression that my guest today is one of those people. She was born in Nassau, Bahamas, and moved to the U.S. as a teenager. She's a singer and a songwriter. She felt called to sing gospel from an early age, and music has been the foundation of her life. A great woman of Christian faith, she identifies as an international soul with an African, Haitian, Bahamian, American tear. In fact, some call her the Bahamian queen. She's also a registered nurse, speaks multiple languages, and is passionate about others' welfare, cooking, and fashion, as well as interior and exterior design. She lives in Central Florida with her family, whom she adores. It is my pleasure to introduce Edline Elaney Jean. Welcome to the show, Elaney. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Nancy. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. In fact, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Now, tell me about a time when you lived as a child in the Bahamas. What was that like? Um, my parents are from Haiti. Um, so I left Bahamas when I was seven years old. And we went to Haiti because my dad had an accident. And he has to go for treatment. We went to Haiti. And my mom left back to USA, and I went back to the Bahamas. And um, I lived in Haiti for almost three years, four years, I think, before I went back to the Bahamas. And I went back. I live in Abaco, which is another island, Great Abaco. I lived there for almost um, a year, and then I went back to Nassau. And um, from there... I, my dad always, I remember when I was little, my dad always want me to sing and he wants me to be a doctor. He, that was his dream. Mm -hmm. And following my dad part, when my, when I was 16 years old, my dad had an, my dad had an accident when he was one years old. So therefore he has iron all over his body. So at age 16, he has to go back and change those iron um, so you can put, you can change them because you remember the whole time iron they put on your body and, and the new one now is different. He was having problems. So he went to change them. So before he does that, I came here in the United States. I was 16 and I tried to, I relive with my mom and I was going to school. I went to Miami Edison Senior High School um, as a teenager and my biggest support was Emmanuel Baptist Church and my faith is the backbone of my life and I never cease to deceive any of those. So I love singing. 
I've been singing since I was two years old. I remember my dad say I would sing to put myself to sleep. <laughs> singing is my is my number one thing I do. But when I moved to United States, I, I was in Miami. I was having, I was modeling, singing, acting. I was doing all of it. But then I got married. When I got married, I married with um, one of the musicians. We were in band together, and I and then after a while, I guess due to jealousy or whatever it was, my husband refused me from singing, like go out there and singing. So I would just, I turned to the youth. I was working with the youth. I become a youth leader. I empowered them to sing, to, um, I let them teach them. I do choreography. I like them, I teach them how to sing, how to dance. I took them to the Bahamas took them overseas places, um, city to city for them to, to perform. And we had a good time. I, I, I was happy. And we moved from Miami to Fort Lauderdale. That was continuing. And then from, my, from there, we moved to Brevard County, Central Florida, where I okay. worked with the youth for about 12 years. So as a and child, was, as a child, that, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but as a child living in the Bahamas, that Haiti from my impression, is a very poor country. Is is that correct? Um, that's what everybody wants. That's what they're showing. But from my memories, Haiti is the one of the richest country on this world. Um, why do you? I don't why know do you say now. That? Because when I went to Haiti, I was living a life I never. I don't think I would ever live again. It's natural culturally is is beautiful um when you're in haiti people when i went to haiti i get treated like a like a queen i was mm-hmm. my dad's first child i was treating like a princess i had the food with the everything was there people was nice um yeah. this is why i'm passionate about haiti because i the memory that i have i don't think any of my children would ever go and have that ever went to Haiti. I haven't taken my children to Haiti because of their dad, he refused. But if there was up to me right now, I would already take my children to Haiti because I love what the memory that I have from Haiti. The people in the street, everybody's uh, nice and people are so generous and giving and loving. Yeah. Um, but for years, all I've been seeing in, in the media is all the bad stuff. But I went to Haiti to 2015. Oh, did yes, you? There's, uh-huh. I, I went to Haiti 2007, 2009, and 2015. And the people are still the same. Yeah. It's when you, what, when you see the bad stuff, you, it's when you live in the downtown area, like the Port-au-Prince. You live where everybody lives, the natural stuff. Um, environment they all come to like the downtown the the big city that's when you see the bad stuff but when you go outside of Puerto Points mm-hmm. or Capetian or Poripair whatever it is you what, what you meet what you see in Haiti it give you uh, it give you so much love you want to you want to live there except wow. when the when stuff went bad with the government so people do stuff unbelievable but you know it's um it's the world change everything is changing every day but my memory about Haiti I, I'm so in love with Haiti I remember my mom when I was in Miami in 1992 91 90 
there was um, the president of Haiti. They they sent him back to exile. They sent him to exile. And I remember at three o'clock in the morning, my mom was crying, screaming about Haiti. Mm. Every time somebody died, I those memories still stand on me. And it gave me the more passion and more and more passion for Haiti to see how my mom used, loved Haiti. My mom passed away in 2008 with a stroke. Um, it's okay. um, but the love, the compassion, my mom left Haiti when she was 14 years old. But the love and the compassion she had for Haiti was so strong, I couldn't believe it. And um, from there, I get to learn, I needed to remember the memory that my mom had, all the memories she has about Haiti and the one I add to mine, it, 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 it's passionate. And one thing about the Haitian people, they are so genuine. Yes, they have bad up and down, but I can't leave a place where there's no Haitian. I feel like I'm left out something. So this is why I'm so passionate about Haiti. My dad used to take care of people. I still help them out. I still take care of them. Then when I come to, when it come to the fun and the, to help them, not, you can do that all the time because you know, here we have our own, our own issues going on to pay bills and all this stuff. It's not, you won't be, you're not able to do it 100% what you want to do. But this is why when I get invited to this program, I was so delightful. I was happy and, and I'm willing to take it all the way. Right. Now, so what was it like to move to the U.S. as a teenager? Was there a, a culture shock for you going from well, those environments? Yeah, my, it wasn't uh, until my late years and moving back. It was different. I moved here and my dad, I moved here in September. My dad was my king. Uh, it was everything. And after doing the surgery in November, he passed away in November, like four months, about four months after I moved here. So oh it's like my wall shut was kind of crashed down and I, I was kind of um, sad. Yeah. Um, I, I closed the door and everything pretty much, but I, my, my only thing that I opened doors was, is the Christian life. I stuck with my, my fate. Right. My fate was everything to me. My, me and my mom didn't have the perfect relationship that every mother and daughter has. My mom had 14 children and I'm number fifth. So the, my dad and I was very close and when my dad passed away, it was kind of everything changed. But I put my focus in school and my faith. I was doing what I was supposed to do, going to school. Um, I remember as um, my greatest experience, I went to Silver Knight Award. I won the Silver Knight Award. I went to visit the 50 state as a teenager due to my grade and my, um, and my hard working. And I volunteer with the entrepreneurs. I was, um, I mean, I get involved in everything that could, one of the, my inspiration was uh, one of a teacher that I have, an instructor, counselor she was. She was, she took me all the way from A to Z and she wanted to show me the real life. And I'm grateful for her. Her name was Miss Colson and she passed away a couple of years ago. And I'm telling you, this lady was a backbone to teach me the way of American life, dreams and American life. And I'm so grateful 
until this day to her. May her soul rest in peace. I have a feeling I know the answer to my next question. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to let you tell us. So who has been the biggest influencer in your life? Um, I would say my dad, number one. And then Miss Colson, number two. Yeah. And then my fate. I go back to the Bible. Yeah. For everything. Everything, every question I have, there's always something in the Bible who can answer. My faith is the greatest. I, I, I can't, I don't know how to emphasize that. The, my faith and the people I'm surrounding, it's, it's my greatest um, excitement in life. Yeah. Now, last year you produced a music album named Victory, and I love that yes. name, by the way. What inspired that album? Um, a couple of years ago, 2009, um, I decided to go back to, to school. In my life, I've been to so many. I've been executive manager. I went to, you name it, Amway, America, you name it, I've been there. Mm-hmm. But 2009, 2008, seven, I decided to go back to school and got, I, get my, I got my AA. I did um, a business class before. I, I did tons of other stuff like LPN. So 2007, I went back to school to get my AA. And then I decided to do nursing. And then after I, I finished nursing, I worked for two years. And then I decided, I said, you know, there was some issue with my family. My family was having some issue. I was having some, I was having some family issues. So I decided to take off and do travel nurse. But the whole time I've been singing, stuff was okay. In church, I do my solo. I, I'm, a, I'm a praise team leader. I'm a youth leader. It was good. But when I, when God turned things around for me with, with from negative to positive, I went to travel. I went to Texas and I, I was in Texas for a year. Then I came back to Florida. I went back to California for traveling. While I was in California, something happened. I was in my room one day and all of a sudden the, the music was flowing to my van. It was like, I was writing music. I, one after another. Every time I'm taking a long drive, I'm singing a song, but I always record them. And then one day I said, you know what? I'm having this issue. Maybe God want me to go back at then sing again. Maybe that's how he want me to, to, um, to introduce myself in the world again so I can witness for, I can become a great witness for him. Right. So then I start writing my song. The first song that come to mind is the song um, Jehovah. Jehovah is you are you might Jehovah is my everything. So then I I I start scribble down and sing that song and record it. And I was like Jehovah, hey, I cry holy. And I I start singing that song. And then I say, you know, I went home that night, and one day I know the whole song. And then more songs keep coming. And I tell you, from that, from that day, and I have about hundreds of songs. I've been writing songs. I've been recording songs. And as I tell you right now, I have all the album ready, but I don't want to put them out. I have to slow down with the, with, for the first one to take 
you know, ex- to, to introduce the first one. Right. So it was inspirational. I, I, that those songs is my life. They my um, testimony. And it's everything that I'm going through. I put in the songs. Right. And there's more to come. And I know um, once, once I release all my songs and I do release the videos, I actually, I have a video I'm releasing this week. It's a part of my life and I'm releasing. It's touching, but it's going to be out there. <laughs> so right. I know it's I'm like, going to make. It's yes. kind of like bearing your soul, isn't it? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, for sure. Now let's talk about your cause. Your cause is called Eleni's Ministry. Can yes. you please share with me what that's about? I call it Eleni's Ministry because I want to go out there and help out. And before, even before I was, I, I was introduced to, um, up to give, I had in my Facebook, I have Eleni's Ministry. I want to touch life. I want to change how people see each other. I want to, um, provide for the needy and I want to do provide shelter. I want to feed um, people. I love cooking. Cooking mm-hmm. is, I want to feed people and my joy, my greatest joy is when I cook and I see people eating. Yes. And, and my fears is that people are starving and I'm here and I feel that I can help, but I don't have a way. Right. I don't have all the fun to help other people to get where they need to be. And with the ministry, what I was doing um, in Facebook, I was singing, dancing, um, try to uplifting with words and hoping one day I can help financially. And when, when my friend, um, John LaWoz, bring this, bring that to me, he said, Edlin, I see your passion. I see what you love. And I just met with someone. They introduced me to this program. And I, I want you to, I want to introduce you to this. And then he sent me the video and I watched the video. I didn't understand it quietly because I don't know anything about Bitcoin. As you right. all know, <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> and I, I was like, you know what? That sounds great. Even though I don't understand. I told him, I said, let's. Let's go for it because right. I've been, I lost so much money trying to make, make it somewhere. And I never see um, if all this said is true, I want to be a part of it. And if I lose that $80, that's okay too, because right, I lost more than that. So and think what, about with a possibility of what you can of, gain. Yes. And, that's what I said. And I said, if I get to level six, and I make a hundred and twenty, eighty to one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a month, every two months, sixty days. You know how many people I can help in Haiti with this, in I Africa, in know. the Bahamas, in Mexico. I, we had. Um, my passion is that we had so many Haitians everywhere that are struggle. They are suffering because they illegal in those countries, yeah. and that's my passion right there. I wanna go to the Bahamas and help the the people who's immigrant who doesn't have paper they can't work they're living worst life ever in yeah. mexico we had a little haiti right there in the border in mexico and i'm telling you those people are suffering yeah chile and every day it's it's, uh, it's heartbreaking and those are my news i'm watching them every day and i i want to help 
I want to go there and sing and give people hope and yes. help them to to build a life and get. I, just talking about it, I just I just got I just have goosebumps all yeah. over me. And <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's just it's just so touching when I'm just thinking about those people that are suffering. Go to Africa. I'm a big fan of Africa. If you look at me in, in any way, you see me never dress any other way but African attire. Yeah. I always set myself back to see where, where, most, where my family come from. And I, when I see African people suffering, I see my family suffering. Right. And it's very touchy. I can't explain it. I can't put it in words, but it is very touchy to see my Asian people, my African people, anybody suffering. So absolutely, that's where my that's where I get the vibe. Well, they say that they say that whatever breaks your heart, there's your passion. Yes, and you know, coming up with a cause is not a difficult thing if you look at what breaks your heart to the point where you just feel like you have to do something if you had a way to do something. So, let me ask you this. Where do you see Eleni's ministry in five years? Wow. <laughs> in five years? Yeah. Um, I would see it like a, a, a great ministry. I would see my vision is to be touching hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. That's my dreams right now. Yeah. For five years, I want to accomplish that. I want to create shelters. I want to feed the needies. I want to take care of the children. I want to, oh, the abused woman, the, I don't know. I the hurt, they're hurting I, people. My, yes. Yeah. My dream is, is so big. And I think I said with up to give, if I can only make it to that level, I can, I can do a whole lot. Right. Because um, America, it takes so much to help. But overseas, it don't take that much. That's help. true. Yeah. But with that, with that kind of fun, if you can make it, if I can reach that position of there where everybody making the money, I can have a great, the greatest um, ever. For me, I don't need any much anything right now. But for them, they need so much. Yeah. And I want, I want, the, I want to be the one helping them get there. I'm not saying I can reach the wall, everybody, but I want to I want to touch as much as possible. I want to touch some people's life. Well, and I'm sure that you will. I have no doubt that you will. And it's an interesting thing with Up to Give that we all work together, not just as a team, but as a family. Yes, helping each other, and that's one of the things that I absolutely love about Up to Give. Well, Eleni, yes. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we go? Um, what I want to say is that um, faith is everything. Um, I have faith, and a lot of people have faith, but we don't know. We don't have, we probably have faith not in the same thing. But my faith, I put my faith in God, and I know God's spirit is the best. And I'm just gonna let him take control. I'm just gonna let the let him drive me. I'm just gonna let him drive the you know my passion. 
you know what I want to do and I'm just going to let him just get, let him in control of my life and my ministry. Yeah. And he will guide you. I am. And I know sure he will. Yeah. Yes. I am sure you have inspired many people today with your stories, your enthusiasm, and of course your cause. Would you be willing to come back on the show in a few months and provide an update on how things are going for you? Yes. Anytime. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And oh, thank you, Nancy, for having me. Thank you I so much. I look forward to having you back on the show. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired by the content that was presented. Don't forget to click the subscribe button so you'll be notified as soon as new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to causetalkradio.com. Click on the podcast link where you'll find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.